Now, it's Health and Wellbeing with naturopath Peter Mullen. That means it is Tuesday afternoon. Peter Mullen, good afternoon. A huge topic today that is going to pretty much... It's something that affects us all at one time or another. Stress. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Um, a little of it is healthy. Um, challenges and makes us stronger, but too much stress without adequate recovery can substantially affect our energy levels and a whole host of other health concerns. And we'll have a bit of a look at that and maybe some ways to manage stress naturally. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. It's got some great tips today. All right, we look forward to that. In fact, the easiest tip of all, uh, Peter, is just do what the Eagles say to do. Just take it easy. Take it easy. Sounds good. Well, it can be pretty tough in our busy, busy lifestyles, can it not? Absolutely. But a song like this... Got all the right yeah, good start. Look, you want to have a bit of a look at why stress, the, the stress response, is actually so important and integral to our our well being to begin with. Yeah, look, at the, the everyone knows that that like our modern life is stressful, mm. um, and no no doubt mankind's experienced stress the whole of our existence. So, our stress response is part of our um, survival mechanism. You know, originally called the fight or flight response, and it actually comes from a primitive part of our brain. So all baby animals, when they're born, have that same stress response. So, you know, baby chickens have it. But like all animals have this stress response. So it comes from an old part of our brain. And the theory is that if you're in the jungle, come across a tiger, it's that surge of adrenaline to either wrestle the tiger or climb <laughs> the nearest tree. Yeah, let's take option two. Option two. <laughs> and the, But interestingly, that stress response should turn on for 15 to 17 minutes and then turn back off again. Now, if your life ends up being that every day you're wrestling tigers, what happens over a long-term period is initially your stress response turns up. So now, even when you think you're relaxed, it's kind of like if you imagine when you're, when you're 20, imagine your stress coping sitting at, say, a 5 out of 10, and you might get stressed by something when you're 20. It might seem like the end of the world, but the next day it's like, who cares? You're all over it. Mm-hmm. But what um what um I think happens is with our current busy pace of life, it's like someone's turning the volume up on your car radio. You know, you get go, go to uni, get married, have kids, mortgage, all of those pressures of life. It's kind of like for a lot of us, someone's turned that volume switch up until now. Even when we think we're relaxed, we're a seven or an eight. The problem with when so we, we kind of get used to it, we get so used to being stressed that it's it becomes like a conditioned response. And um, it's a bit like um, um, Pavlov's dogs, you know, the Russian scientist from years ago? So this scientist had these hunting dogs and every time he fed them, they were the big slobbery mucus-going-everywhere dogs, and every time he fed these hunting dogs, he rang a bell. After a while, their nervous system became so conditioned to the bell-meaning food that he could ring the bell. Even when there was no food inside, the dogs would start to salivate. Uh-huh. So they're nervous. It's just a so part became, of their lifestyle. Yeah, yeah it became they became so conditioned to it that even without the brain seeing the food, the unconscious or the autonomic nervous system responded, and that's what I find. So, do you reckon that if we are conditioned to stress, and I guess in a while we'll get to how we can turn that down, but do you reckon that many of us, because that becomes stress becomes the new norm, that when we start to be out of a stressful situation it almost it almost seems that foreign to that to us that in a way kind of creates its own stress yeah look absolutely i've got patients that will tell me that you know they can't relax like 
even when they're at home watching TV with their partner or, or husband or wife or whatever, they're up in the yards going and putting stuff away or they're, they've got to be knitting while they're watching TV. Like, they're just so used to that nervous system being turned on. Probably being on their phone too while they're watching Yeah, TV. being on their phone. Like, yeah. um, you know, and young ones these days are so overstimulated that their nervous systems are turned on way too much. So this stress response, ideally, you know, theories are that, you know, traditional hunter, hunter-gatherers or cavemen, you know, we might turn this response on a few times a year i don't know how true that is but you know at this day and age people are living that way so one of the signs so initially what happens with stress pardon me and stress burnout is we get we get too revved up and we get stuck on high so these are the people that grind their teeth while they're asleep at a night time or go to bed tense and wake up you know with tight neck and shoulders because they've been so because their nervous system now is just not turning off um the upshot of that, though, is that if that continues for too long, then people start to experience maybe symptoms like anxiety, where that stress response now has broken the switch and their nervous mm. system is just not responding like it should, or even further, where there's a shift in, once we've stuffed up that stress response, a shift in brain chemistry, and then we're going to start to get symptoms of depression. So that's the the um, the worst scenario with with stress and stress related burnout is that over over um overdoing this could because we sort of forget you know our nervous system's kind of like our knee if you play top grade football or netball or sport and you really stuff your knee up you know yourself just because you decide that you're not going to play netball anymore you can't get up the next day and go for a 20 kilometer run <laughs> you can't because no. you've done damage and we don't see that with our nervous system because you can't x-ray it now, we'll talk about a bit later on about some of the ways that we can... So, exactly what you said, right. So, with stress the, and stress burnout, what we don't want is we don't want to wind ourselves into such a tight ball of... A stress, stress ball. <laughs> a stress ball that, you know, only takes one thing and the whole lot becomes unhinged. So, mm-hmm. we need um, tricks and ways and, and things that we can do to actually start to take control of that and and to wind ourselves back out of these stress patterns that we've you know become conditioned to be in so there's i guess there's a couple of stages you know there's there's being stressed and feeling stressed and then there's um what we're talking about a little bit is leading then into what's called stress burnout um we used to call it adrenal fatigue but now it's actually much more common sense that a whole stress coping system packs it in for me how i know that i'm stressed is i become more irritable Oh, that's a dead giveaway, isn't it? That's a dead giveaway. <laughs> so if I go home and I'm snappy with my wife or, you know, when the kids were little, if I would get home and I'm just really cranky, mm. it's something they've done today, they'll do yet they did yesterday and they'll do again tomorrow, but today was the last straw. Mm. That's always a sign to me that I'm a bit too stretched thin. You know, maybe hadn't had time off or not getting to bed early enough or whatever. Um, signs and symptoms of stress burnout takes things a whole whole lot worse. Um, and they include, but not include, limited to physical exhaustion. You know, fatigue, particularly fatigue where you wake up in the morning and every morning you feel like you could roll over and go back to sleep for another couple of hours. So if you really, people that really struggle to get out of bed, but quite literally if they stayed there, they'd sleep, even though they've had a good night's sleep. Um, uh, uh, so fatigue, insomnia, forgetfulness. Um, so a lot of patients that I see that come in suffering from like memory memory problems you know often it's not early signs of dementia or alzheimer's because the stress levels are too high and they're suffering from stress burnout impaired concentration 
um, emotional exhaustion, you know, feeling of internal collapse, loss of perspective, irritability, as I was talking about, frequent anger. Um, and interestingly, just where you notice that you're becoming more negative about stuff. You know, if you, it's interesting when you're younger, when you're 20 or 30, you look at a glass of water, all of us, is like the glass is half full. And, you know, we think our parents are just negative for saying stupid things. But <laughs> I'm finding as I'm getting older, I'm starting to sort of, my initial reaction is to start to think, oh, hang on a minute, that glass is half empty. Mm. Isn't that a scary thought? I wonder if that happens with age, that as we get older, we start to have take more of a negative view or we jump to the negative first before we... Um, Maybe you will just be the classic example of the mean old man. You know, <laughs> I, could be heading, I could be heading down that hey, path. Hey, you kids, get off of my yard. You'll be one of those kind of guys. <laughs> no? So, but I, I, I hope think, not. I think, I think that could be a bit age-related. Um, reduce, reduce, um, so emotional exhaustion, as we said, irritability, loss of enjoyment... Um, reduced performance, productivity, feeling like a favour, and eventually depression. So it doesn't always, you know, have to head down a certain path. But and frequently, um, one of the signs or symptoms that someone may be on the road to burnout, and we've talked about this before, is the overuse of stimulants. You know, a lot of patients that I see sort of survive on, you know, three or four cups of coffee a day, maybe with sugar added or sugar as being their stimulant of choice. And then, you know, a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of beers of a night to calm back down. So when we start using um, self-medication, and it's something we're all, we all probably go in and out of a little bit, when we start to use self-medication as a way of trying to help ourselves feel better about our day and our life, then that's, that's when we know we may need to talk to someone and get some help. So it might be a case of we're using these things to, to prop us up a little bit. Yeah, Because absolutely. they have a, an immediate feel-good response so in a way they do but it's not really it's just putting a band-aid on it's putting a band-aid on it and you know it might help us in the short term but long long term we want to start to get like develop more resilience around this concept of stress and stress management and you know the biggest cause of stress i think these days is what i call unrelenting unremitting stress is that pressure of time Mm. you know everyone is just racing from one appointment to the next appointment I read a good quote recently, and I think I've mentioned it before on this show, but it was, don't glorify busy. You know when you might run into someone in the street and they say, oh, Mark, I've been so mean to call you. I've just been so busy. I've been doing this, and the kids have been doing this. I just thought that was because people didn't like me. Well, that's that's a possibility. (laughs) That could be the case. I would never say that to you. No, you have said that, though. (laughs) (laughs) So don't don't glorify busy. Mm. I think of busy as meaning disorganised. Or you're trying to fit too much unnecessary stuff into an already busy, an already foolish day. I, I think that has been has been a hallmark for the last couple of decades. Everyone wants to wear their busyness like a, a bit of a badge of honour. Yeah, I'm a good person. I'm worthwhile because I'm so busy. My, I'm, you're measuring your self worth in your busyness too. Yeah. And um, in the meanwhile, on the in, you're crying on the inside, Peter. You're crying on the inside. So a better catch cry mm. is, "Sorry, Mark, I haven't I haven't caught up with you lately. I've been." so peaceful and content and um, fulfilled with my life mm. that, um, that I, I don't, don't need, need you in it. <laughs> well, that's, that's harsh. That sounds pretty fair. We learned a lot about stress today. That it is, A little bit of it is necessary, but we can't overload ourselves so much, can we not, and be too stressed. And I think that's a, that is a bit of an epidemic. And I think we have to take the bull by the horn, so to speak, mm-hmm. and um, actually consciously to choose quieter lives which is hard because it's hard not to be caught up in the 
the pace and the rushingness of everybody else as well. So. so I guess that is probably your big tip to start with in terms of trying to get the stress level down a bit. Just don't take on so much stuff. Take on so much stuff. And I think people don't realise that already if they're working full-time or mums that work part-time and have kids full-time, um, that already in the week we forget how much energy and nervous energy and um, how much of ourselves we use up just in our places of employee. So weekends... We really don't want to have social lives like 20-year-olds where you've got five functions on the weekend mm-hmm. and then you're back to your busy full week again, particularly when you've been doing that for year after year. So being a bit more realistic with the managing down, that the, pace. the downside of that too is then you can end up feeling like you're, you, you're missing out on stuff. Like, what am I doing with my life while I'm working? I'm looking after kids and then I'm sleeping and then I'm missing out on doing anything fun. Well, I think some of that is anxiety for people some people that actually have trouble sitting and doing nothing have trouble sitting and relaxing their their nervous system is too turned on once you get more used to Mm. your nervous system being calmer you can actually start to enjoy feeling more peace within yourself i know it sounds hard because we're uh, one of the problems you were talking about this before but one of the problems with stress is that a lot of us are adrenaline junkies we're kind of not happy unless we do feel a bit stressed or under the pump. So sure. for some people, when you start to take that away, they can feel really quite uncomfortable with it and think, oh, this is no good. I've got to go and, you know, do something or be busy. So it is a, it is a challenge, definitely turning that, turning that back down. Does exercise formulate a, a good way to get the stress down? Exercise is probably one of the best things you can do. To, because remember we said if you've become conditioned to be in a stressful state all the time, exercise is one of the best ways to try and turn that um, that baseline level of stress back down to a normal level. So exercise is a great way. There's one you've got on the list here which I really love. Having having <laughs> done that a, a, you know, a little bit a couple of weeks ago, I, I'm right on board with this nature, spending some time out in the great outdoors. Yeah, absolutely. Like getting walking around with bare feet. It's called earthing. That really helps us to de-stress and gets rid of any stored stress or electromagnetic stress in the body. Um, but just being in nature, you know, vitamin D, but going for a bushwalk, going for a walk along the beach, those sorts of things really can help us de-stress and, and get ready, you know, for the busier week or for the week ahead. Now, something that might count, kind of counter what you said earlier on is staying social. So how do we balance that with not doing and putting your hand up to do more stuff but actually still connecting with your family and friends well, and loved I think, ones. I think it's like like anything in life. Like if if like relationships often we don't have a plan about. So relationships just sort of happen and all of us, you know, at times will think, well really I could be a better friend to such and such. I really need to make more of an effort to get in touch. So like anything, it's like relationship with our primary partner. We kind of need to have a plan in the back of our mind of what we're going to do to put into that relationship. So I think if you plan your social life, like if you plan what you want to do, still allow some space for spontaneity, but make it meaningful, not just like random stuff. And Peter will also offer marriage counselling on a new program <laughs> starting at one o'clock on Tuesday <laughs> afternoons. Uh, finally, what about some herbs, if we want to get into that side of things, some herbs we can throw into our, our diet and, and et cetera? To well, look, herbs, always when we talk about stress, like magnesium always comes first to my mind from a mineral point of view, that if your mineral magnesium levels are low, it's hard for your nervous system to respond in a calm and organised fashion. But um, probably my two favourite herbs for... Um, stress and stress burnout particularly are rhodiola 
So rhodiola is what we call an adaptogen, and rhodiola helps to balance that stress response. It helps to calm down people that are too over-revving, and it helps to support people that uh, are more on the burnt-out side of things. So um, we use herbs, naturopaths use herbs, because herbs are our medicine. You know, we use vitamins and minerals and correct efficiencies and do detoxes, but herbs really are our form of medicine on top of a more stable, balanced system. And they particularly have an affinity for stress hormones and um, female hormones and testosterone. So herbs are awesome. The other herb that I really love to use is withania or ashwagandha. It's an Indian herb. And um, ashwagandha really helps to anchor the adrenal. So it really helps to support that stress response. It also helps to um, restore balance to our thyroid function as well. Again, our adrenals and thyroid, they're all part of the same stress response. So withania is a real um, supportive, um, nurturing herb for, for that stress response as well. And I guess if it's helping the thyroid, as we've learned with David a couple of weeks ago, it's such an important... Yeah, it's, it's all... It's, it's central to everything, isn't it? It's all related. And then just three, three, three top little quick tips. Number one... Um, identify the source of your stress. Um, in the UK, work is the third leading cause of stress, trailing behind bereavement and financial stress. Um, in the US, work ranks number second. And I always ask patients, you know, what's what? who causes you the most stress in your life? And it doesn't mean, obviously, if it's your partner or your kids that you can just get rid of them. But it gives you an opportunity to think, okay, well, it is my relationship. Can I do something to be less stressed about this relationship is it the kids can i have a work out a plan i also reckon that uh finance uh, in terms of ongoing stress i mean obviously yes. bereavement is is something that would spike around a time of a death but financial stress that has got to be number one in terms of something that is constant constant yeah. and again get help around that you know if that's the biggest concern see if there is something you can do to um get better management um number two don't multitask. This is really interesting. If you mm. want to really start to practice being more mindful, if you're folding the washing, just fold the washing. Don't fold the washing and run the sink while you're doing the dishes and be unpacking the dishwasher. Like complete one task at a time. There's an interesting quick exercise you can do where you write down the letters of the alphabet and then you put the number underneath. So you write A, 1, B, 2, C, 3 and time yourself and then go back and do it again and write a, B, C, D, E, F, G first, and then the numbers much quicker, finishing one job first and then the second. And the third thing, so don't multitask, and the third thing is practice saying no. As I am trying to multitask at the moment, I'm <laughs> looking for something on a computer screen while I'm listening to you wrap up, Peter. But look, a great, uh, great afternoon on the radio. Next week, uh, you've got something a little bit different, having a look at uh, the truth behind natural flavourings. Yeah, just just when those packets of lollies say, you know, natural colours, let's find out what that actually means. Mm, the word natural, it is a, a bit of a buzzword, isn't it? Mm, it's a bit overused, possibly. Okay. Out of context, maybe. Okay, well, uh, that's next week on uh, health, and well, health and Wellbeing. Nothing natural about the program. Uh, thanks for having a talk to us this week about Peter, about stress, Peter. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. So, I need to get out of here, I really do.